Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Thursday, February 3, 2022. We have entered in the 24th month of these videos and the disclaimer is still the same since day one, Italy during coronavirus times. But slowly Italy is starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel of this long, ugly fourth wave of Covid, at least of that. We have good news, finally. The seasons of restrictions is almost over. We want an Italy that is more and more open, especially for our children, said the head of the Italian government, Mario Draghi, yesterday, comforted by the drop in infections and the encouraging number of vaccinated people, which in percentage in Italy is the highest of all major European countries. (coughs) The new government decisions taken yesterday will be valid from Monday, February 7. Among them, there is the extension of the duration of the Green Pass, which will no longer expire for those who have received three doses or have recovered and received two. Then the government arranged a remodeling of distance learning, now intended primarily only for not vaccinated students. And for the vaccinated people, is eliminated any prohibition, even in case of red zone. For more than one Italian and two, 34 millions are those fully vaccinated with three doses. The restrictions of the pandemic are to be considered permanently behind, at least for now, but we hope forever. (coughs) It will be the numbers of contagions and pressure on the hospital system that will mark the calendar of the next reopenings. By the end of March, when the state of emergency will expire, the government counts on reopening everything, from discos to concerts, from full capacity stadiums and arenas to major events, but the Green Pass will remain. Another sign of a return to normality, at least as much as possible, comes from the school exams. For the maturita exam, the one at the end of high school, the rules get back to those before Covid and so there will be two written tests and an oral one, as well as for the 8th grade, the exam necessary to access high schools. In both cycles of education, there is the possibility of video conferencing for the oral exam for students unable to come to school. The latest statistics say that in Italy's December 2021 employment is 2.4 higher than December 2020, plus 540,000. The employment rate rises for all age groups. Comparing the October-December 2021 quarter with the previous quarter, July-September, a higher level of employment is observed by 0.3%, an increase of 70,000 employed persons. The growth in employment recorded in the quarterly comparison is is combined with stability in the number of persons seeking employment and a decrease in the number of inactive persons. (coughs) However, (coughs) there is also another interesting statistic regarding the Italian working system. 1,362,000 Italian workers quit in the first nine months of 2021. Almost 30% more than 2020, the first pandemic year, but also 6% more than 2019, without lockdowns or restrictions. How can this be explained? Why do people leave their jobs voluntarily, without being laid off or about to retire or expiring their contracts? Everything would suggest different life choices after the psychological and physical stress of the pandemic, but these Italians seem not to think, I leave my job and change my life, but rather I leave my job, old job for a better one. In Italy, we are not used to it, because our labor market has always been among the most rigid. But with GDP rebounding to plus 6.5% in 2021, occupational mobility between certain economic sectors has also made itself felt in Italy. 
but economic successes combined with energy and raw material costs have also brought an unusual and dangerous rise in inflation. January headline inflation came in at 4.8% year-on-year, the highest level in Italy since 1996. It was 3.9% in December 2021. Compensating measures decided by the government are already in place, <coughs> but they seem not to be not enough to weather the shock. Experts say that the normalization of headline inflation profile will take more time. <coughs> According to the survey carried out in, reach, in each of the member countries published by the European Commission on the future of the Union, Italians are increasingly pro-European. But they want to count more in the choices of the community institutions. Only 14% of the citizens of our country believe that being part of a united Europe is a bad thing. For 47%, on the other hand, it is definitely a good thing, while 38% are in an intermediate position. One Italian in three, then, would like more decisions taken at the community level than today, less national sovereignty and more political union. And almost all, 87%, agree that the voice of the citizens should be heard more. The problem most felt as a global challenge for the EU is, both in Italy, 43%, and in the rest of the continent, 49%, climate change. On a strictly community level, however, social inequality and unemployment are of concern. The latter, in particular, ranks first for almost one Italian in two, 45%. On a lower step in sufficient economic growth, 32% against the European average of 19%, the problem of migra migratory flows, 31% both in Italy and in the EU, and the growing public debt, around 20%, are other problems felt by the citizens. And another poll published yesterday says that 68% of Italians have full confidence in Sergio Mattarella, newly re-elected President of the Republic. The President will be sworn in today in front of all the parliamentarians gathered in common session. The program foresees that the Secretary General of the House of Representatives goes to pick up Mattarella at the Quirinale to take him to the Parliament on a car escorted by Carabinieri on a motorcycle. At the same time, Mattarella's departure will be signaled by the tolling of the bell of Montecitorio, the seat of the House of Representatives. Mattarella will be welcomed by the presence of the House and Senate. The oath of office will be celebrated by 21 shots of artillery that will be fired from the historic cannon of the Genigolum Hill, one of the seven hills of Rome that among them include that of the Quirinale. Then the President will give his inauguration speech, after which the ritual foresees a visit to the Altare della Patria together with the Prime Minister Mario Draghi, and then the return to the Quirinale on the historic Lancia Flaminia, the car made in Italy that has always had the honor of hosting the presence of the Republic in this ceremony. <coughs> Yesterday, Italy lost another great, exceptional artist, one of the most important, prestigious and beloved interpreters of the generation of the extraordinary protagonists of the entertainment world that Italy dominated for decades. Yesterday, at the age of 90, Monica Vitti left us, a wonderful daughter of my city, Rome, who for all the years of her exceptional career, in which she won dozens of awards, has really been able to move, make laugh and make cry all Italians and not only them. We really lose an outstanding woman who has entertained the entire generations of Italians with her talent, her beauty, her irony. It's just a personal opinion, it's just me, but for me she was the greatest actress that Italian cinema has ever had. 
for me even more than the magnificent Tanya Magnani and Sophia Loren. Almost all of these extraordinary artists of that generation have left us now, men and women who unfortunately will remain unreachable by those who came after them, but who fortunately will remain immortal thanks to their works and their talent. I believe that all Italians should say thank you to Monica Vitti for what she has given us. It's all for now, it's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was Beat Italia News. I'll see you next Monday. Please stay safe and take care. Ciao from Rome.